0: The, the Summer Olympics are next year, right?
1: Uh, next year is 2020, so yes, I believe so.
0: Also, it's the Olympics and then the election. And then oh, Armageddon. <laughs> Especially the fact that the Olympics are in 2020 doesn't matter, because what I'm going to bring up, actually, curling doesn't happen until the Winter Olympics, right? 2022, right? yes. And those are going to be held in
1: somewhere. I, I think those are in Beijing. No, they're not. I think so.
0: Wasn't the Summer Olympics in 2016?
1: Uh, no, that was that was uh that oh, was Sochi. Oh no, that look. no Sochi was the Hold on. Beijing well. Olympics. Beijing Olympics was 2008.
0: Yeah, they don't get to do it
1: again. Well, they, they it's a win, Olympics. Winter Olympics. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. Thanks.
0: Okay, well we're we're gonna redo this because I don't want... To...
1: the Summer Olympics in 2020. I believe are in Tokyo.
0: Hmm. Cool. Well, that doesn't help lead to the video I was going to show anyway, but doesn't matter. Uh, so I sent you a link in that you'll put in the show notes, and people should open uh, before they hear this. Uh, I, I I'm not generally not an Olympics watcher. I don't really n- always get the whole nationalism thing, and just like like there hasn't been like a good nationalist story like since Michael Phelps. Like I think because like. Um, Everybody like was super bought in, and I think legitimately so. Um, for the women's world cup team in 2016, like that was like super worthwhile and fun to watch. But other than that, like I'm not sure. Like, are there really Olympic celebrities anymore?
1: I thought though the women's uh, hockey team in this last Winter Olympics that that was a story. Yeah. And, and the way they won the final and shootouts that yeah, that was that was pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, so we have something to root for because uh, iRobot is a U.S. company, and uh, apparently somebody figured out, and maybe Swiffer is too, uh, if you do uh, wet Swiffering in front of your Roomba, it's basically like curling. And this is a very, very amusing video to me because it's the exact Roomba model I have. I think that's the Roomba 690.
1: So at the uh, rink that I play hockey, they have at least one curling league, maybe a couple. And every once in a while they'll be playing right before we play. And so like I'll catch the last, you know, ten or fifteen minutes. And it's it's incredibly entertaining, especially live.
0: Well it's an awesome sport. Like I mean like it's just Oh, that it's was cool. That was, that was
1: the that was the other story. The Americans won curling in this last uh Winter Olympics. That that became a pretty big thing
0: yeah I, I believe you i i i honestly don't know i just i i yeah i don't get it i not i don't get it it's just i can't really keep up with it because like like i feel like back in the 90s olympic trials and like just like there was just such a smaller amount of news where like that kind of whole lead up to the olympics like there was more you were more invested in it because you heard of who um uh, like Nancy Kerrigan, like and all those people. Like you, you heard about those people before the sh- like the two weeks, and now on the Olympics, you kind of just you trust that um, what's his name, Bob Costas is is giving you the scoop and in that he's not just making stuff up on the fly.
1: I I hate to break this to you, Carlos, but the the last Winter Olympics was the first without Bob Costas. He's no longer doing the Olympics. It's Mike Tarico now.
0: Well, I mean, NBC, I assume NBC has more than one announcer because <laughs> there's like tw- 20
1: days of 12 hours of coverage. But Bob Costas was he was like the main guy and mm-hmm. he, he wasn't on it at all the last Winter Olympics. And I, I don't think I don't think he's going to be participating at all going forward.
0: Can I ask a question? And this is not a joke. Uh, did he do something problematic or is this related to the whole NFL thing? or are those related?
1: Well, it it probably depends on who you ask. I I think the optimistic view is that he was already planning on transitioning out of the Olympic stuff. I mean, he had been doing it a really long time. But, I don't know, perhaps that timeline got sped up a little bit based on his uh, comments about uh, the NFL's handling of concussions.
0: Oh, okay. I I hmm that sounds that sounds more accurate i I could have sworn the nfl thing was related to um kaepernick and the kneeling
1: no i think so bob costas had on sunday night football usually had a segment where he kind of just got to riff a little bit on on a topic seemingly of his choosing and i think one week he kind of went in on the um the concussion issue as as he should and Mm -hmm. The, you know, as you could ask Bill Simmons, the NFL doesn't take terribly kindly to reporters who question them in any way.
0: Yeah, but doesn't everybody kind of acknowledge that Roger Goodell's an awful person? Or does it, like, does the NFL still have that much power? I could have sworn, like, in the past few seasons, it had kind of waned a little bit or people were more skeptical of his authority.
1: I mean, sure, some are, but not the media companies that have the television rights for games because like it or not, that's still by far and away the most valuable commodity on TV, at least here in the U S. So if you're a network, you're going to do everything you can to make sure that you stay on the NFL's good side. So that when these rights come up again here in the next couple of years, you don't take yourself out of the running because I mean like, like serious, serious, like a point to make here. Like if you're, particularly if you're CBS or your Fox, who are the kind of two main broadcasters of the NFL on Sundays, if you, if you lose the NFL, I mean, that's, I don't think it could be overstated what a big deal that would be for either one of those companies.
0: Yeah, but broadcast TV is dying anyway.
1: Well, it is. No, you're right. But I mean, that would significantly increase the rate at which they'd be in trouble
0: the the nba cannot supplant or whatever overtake whatever the word is um the nfl fast enough because like and we've talked about it and we won't rehash it but like football has a shelf life with a concussion thing and also it's just not a good sport i don't disagree good (laughs) okay we just don't we don't need we don't need mail email ryan
1: uh <laughs> don't, um, don't don't at me is that what the kids say
0: ryan at msn.com mm-hmm. or taco.uk
1: i think i was more of a at yahoo.com guy and of course i mean at hotmail too but no oh yeah if you go back far enough i'm, was I'm your sure first email address like the at part it was pr- it was probably hotmail
0: well when hold on when did your family first get the internet that you were allowed to use
1: <sighs> we had the internet I want to say maybe when I was in like fourth or fifth grade. I, I can't do I can't back up the math. What year was that? So that would have been like 1998 or so. No, no, it wasn't. Wait, so when you're in fourth grade, you're like eight, right? Well, because we were in sixth grade. I think we were in sixth grade, 99, 2000. Because I think mm-hmm. I that we, we were in, yeah, we were in sixth grade the year of uh, Y2K i remember that
0: i think you mean the <laughs> huh.
1: so if you go if you go back <laughs> nice if you go back a couple of years yeah i think it was like 97 98 something like that
0: okay because then that, that story kind of does check out well because the thing is um uh hotmail didn't become a thing it didn't get acquired i think it launched in 97 and got acquired by microsoft in 99 i don't know like this seems like this would have been a time to get like is like at cox.net
1: email well but i but to to kind of wrap up the timeline here when we when we first got the internet i i didn't have an email address i didn't start really getting into email for probably at least a couple of years after we first got the internet so i I think the hotmail into email getting into email Yeah. uh all right well (laughs) what were we talking about i'm not sure this had a point curling i think
0: no when did you get the internet hold on there was a there was a point to be made there.
1: Do you do you remember um probably not. <laughs> your like the the types of internet that you have? Yes. Like did yeah, I do too. I I distinctly remember dial up, of course, and then I vividly remember going to our first DSL provider, which on one hand was really exciting because it was truly noticeably faster. Um, but on the other hand, we had gone, and I really wish I could remember the name, but we had gone with some kind of knockoff third party provider that I don't even really know how for DSL. Yeah.
0: So you didn't use Pacific Bell?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, you know, who knows like what back end network they were tapping into, but the, the front end with like the DSL (laughs) modem we had and stuff was through some, you know, no name provider who had really, really friendly customer service. And the reason I know that is because we were calling them like every other day because we weren't able to connect to their service. And they, you know, oh. they'd always go, they would always go, yeah, no, no, I know. We're working on it. We're working on it. You know, hang out, you know, hang out with us here.
0: That um, was back in the days when you could, oh, no, I totally remember. Like there was companies like Covad and a few others where you could, like they, they because of um, the ModBell split up thing. They had to be like Pacific Bell had to allow them to deliver stuff over their wires. So right. there were a bunch of weird providers that didn't actually do like the backhaul or the last mile stuff.
1: And am I am I remembering this correctly? That in addition to obviously being faster, DSL also didn't tie up your phone line, right? Correct, because your line had a DSL filter on it. Right. God, we're Because that, that was the that was the other really big thing was at you know at the time. I don't think I really even noticed that dial up was slow just because, you know, we didn't really even have anything to compare it to. Mm -hmm. But the thing that was really annoying was we only had one phone line in the house. So Mm -hmm. my sister and I could only be on the internet, like at certain times and for certain amounts of time, because, you know, we also didn't have cell phones. So if people wanted to reach us, they had to call our, our home phone, which was unavailable when we were on the internet.
0: All right. I promise we'll move on because we need to talk about other things, but there there are two things with this. Um, So yeah, so we went straight from dial up to um, Cox at home, which Mm. was part of the at home network, which uh, became defunct very soon after we got the internet because of the dot-com bubble, which was always really fun. Um, But the one thing I remember, and this is very specific is that um, Pacific bell, which was the, which was a regional uh, copper wire monopoly. Like, it never really reached our house because with DSL, it was a weird technology where you had to be within, I think, 5,000 feet of, like, a distribution hub. Otherwise, the signal faded too much. Um, and But Pacific Bell used to always run ads on TV where their big knock against cable modems was that uh, neighborhoods of customers would fight calling each other web hogs. Because if everybody was online on a cable modem in the afternoons or after work, uh, everybody's internet would get slow. And apparently, that was not a thing with DSL. So if you can put look that up on YouTube and put that in the show notes, Uh, those were very weird ads that for some reason still stick out in my head. And it also made no sense because DSL, like ADSL connections, were generally like one and a half and three megs down, where cable connections were like even in the old days were like ten megs down. So even if people were Getting bottlenecked because everybody was online at the same time it was still faster than dsl so it was a moot argument anyway and it was a weird ad
1: and it, it was true i i remember having those issues both in orange county or, or the oc as you would say yep. and it's <laughs> and in santa barbara too particularly in santa barbara there was a year that i lived kind of outside of the outside of isla vista outside the main area. And on our street, it was like clockwork every day, five, six o'clock, the internet would just slow to a crawl. And it actually did end up being that there was, it, it's like a, a node. Is that the right word for it? Sure. That, yeah. Or distribution center, as I guess you refer to it. Um, I, It had, that our node or whatever had gone bad on the street, which was kind of exacerbating the problem when too many people were online. So eventually they did come around and fix that and it, it did get better. but.
0: Can I suggest that maybe you weren't getting the best speeds because you
1: were not signed up for Cox Elite Gamer? It could have been, yeah. I, but I don't. I don't know if that was. Uh, I don't know if that was available um, in my area. Um, so, but one, one, one final quick like networking memory. Sure. It feels like I have probably mentioned this before because it, it's it's such a, <laughs> a like burned in memory of mine of early technology. But, and I, I think this was the same time that we got into DSL because you obviously wouldn't have been able to do this with dial up, but we ended up getting a second computer in the house and we wanted to have a Wi-Fi network because one computer was upstairs and one computer was downstairs. And we both wanted to be able to share the internet between the computers. And we wanted to be able to share files between the two computers. And I'm sure that like routers were, I'm sure they existed at the time. Um, well, this was the age of hubs. Well, so that was that was the thing. So we bought. I I think this kit was made by Intel. I'm pretty sure it was Intel, and it was all um it was all USB based. So you would have one little box that would plug in via USB to the to the computer that was directly connected to the internet, and that would essentially become like the server for. The Wi-Fi connection, and so you'd, you'd hook this up via USB. You'd install some software, and then you also had to like go in and like configure some network stuff in Windows. And then you'd go up and you'd plug in another little dongle thing via USB to the computer that you wanted to receive the Wi-Fi signal uh, to, and do the same thing. You know, install the software, configure network settings, whatever, and. <laughs> it must have been at the same time we had this shaky DSL connection because I remember it was just like like the internet would start working, but then the Wi Fi would not work, and then the internet would come back, but then the Wi Fi still wouldn't be working, but then like the Wi Fi would start working, like the computers could talk to each other, but then the internet would go back down. Like it was very rare where it was all like working at the same time.
0: I can imagine this is a situation like where your dad's yelling across the house. <laughs>
1: well, and that was kind of like so. My dad was uh, an engineer, so he was especially for the time he was pretty ahead, ahead on some of this stuff. So he was driving most of the setup stuff, and I was I was following along loosely, but um, yeah, him and I, you know, not two of the most patient people in the world. So <laughs> I think uh, I think there was some frustration that was had.
0: Mm. I really thought that story was going to be about like the WRT 54G and and the golden age of Linksys being uh, unprotected free internet everywhere.
1: I think honestly, after the bad experience that we had with those little Intel USB things, I think every Wi-Fi connection we had after that just seemed so much better. Much in the same way that when we finally got cable internet, I mean, that was just such a... A breath of fresh air. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I mean, it was just so much better than anything we had had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, you know, that, that feeling of, of having good wifi lasted up until I started doing the, uh, the in-home geek squad stuff and, you know, coming across all kinds of weird <laughs> requests for wifi setups that I frequently just wouldn't really have a great solution for. Yeah, probably true.
0: Uh okay, this not gonna talk about anything anything useful tonight. But we're helping a lot of people. I think so. Yeah, good times. That's the problem. Where no, not to get too old man on this, but like kids are never gonna understand that computing used to be hard. Like I mean, like the worst problem people face now is that their iPhone six battery eventually degrades. No, nobody has to think about configuring Winsock on Windows ninety eight and knowing what the difference between a switch and a hub is and configuring uh dhc like that's just not a that's not a thing anymore and that's that's a bummer i think you know kids these days
1: well that's so i'm gonna so one, one last little um anecdote and then i actually am gonna segue into something that's on the list here that i want to get into which is yeah there's i mean this especially with the um the mesh stuff now it's you know for I mean for power users like yourself, which maybe we're actually about to get into how dare I, you i I get that they're not perfect, but even for moderate users like myself, something like an Eero or a google wifi it's it's pretty amazing how easy that stuff is to set up and how powerful the uh the end result is. Which I think is a good segue into the topic that I'm actually probably most excited to talk about out of this. Oh, are, are we skipping quite, follow up? Uh, for now, because I, cause okay. I think this is too good of a segue. We need, we need to circle back. Yeah, well, okay. we, we will circle back, as you All say. Right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but I really want to get into what you've um, creatively called Infrastructure Week.
0: Yeah, I got that from some guy.
1: Mm. Um. <laughs> Have we actually had Infrastructure Week yet?
0: What do you mean? No, they've tried it three times, but I forget why it keeps getting derailed. I think the first infrastructure week—that's when the uh, special counsel got appointed—and then became a thing. Uh, total exoneration. So, but aren't you also having infrastructure week? Are we just saying that you haven't finished your Dex project?
1: I mean, we—if if we're being honest—we've kind of had infrastructure year since you know moving into the the new house.
0: Yeah, but doors aren't infrastructure.
1: True. True. Um, no, but they totally are. <laughs> But um, yeah, no. We've been doing a lot of cable management with the new desk, and are getting close. I would say.
0: Can I ask something that's really specific that you can cut out if it's too specific? Sure. Did you ever uh, like appropriately put away the excess coaxial cable when you? <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> it's, how it's do you, how does been... your dog not eat
0: it? I'm sorry. Like, I mean,
1: well, so it's it it, it it's tidied up in the sense that. Um, there are a couple of areas where there's a bit of excess that I've, I've kind of bundled mm-hmm. together. Um, so it, it's mostly out of his reach. He's, he's more interested in, uh, sprinkler, uh, drip system tubing. That's kind of his chew thing of choice outside. He hasn't really shown much interest in the ethernet cables.
0: Have you, have you guys had to do the Tabasco thing yet or no?
1: Not the Tabasco thing, but we ha we do have, um, this, like, bitter apple spray that <laughs> that's the same thing, he basically, yeah, because you see, he'll he'll sometimes like chew on the couch or chew on like our coffee table, yeah, so you, yeah. You, you spray a little bit of that, he, he doesn't do that too much, but uh, but no, to answer your original question, I have still not uh, finally tidied up those cables, but in my defense, and it was not very smart at the time, but I did that project sort of like right before. The rainy season?
0: It's, it, it It didn't rain for like two months up until today. It's, it's, Sorry. It's,
1: it's, it's, it's a fair point.
0: <laughs> not to put you on, uh, on blast, as young people say. But
1: no, no, no. It's it's, it's fine. Uh, it just has not been a... Um, it's not been a high-priority project. Sure, sure.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. So, Infrastructure Week. Okay. So, let me send you a picture, which don't put in the thing, because I don't think I removed the, the geo tag information from it. But... Send you a thing, so yeah. So um, there's a guy named Matt Howie, uh, who's an old school internet guy who I I follow on Twitter, and he posted a thing of that he was going all in on the ubiquity, like home networking lifestyle. And as people will remember, I was also. Can I
1: can I pause you for a second? Sure. I don't the ubiquity. Am I pronouncing that right? Ubiquity. Yeah, you be... ubiquity or ubiquity.
0: To be honest, I have no idea. Okay. I it's the way you're the way it's actually spelled, which isn't really like it's it's like a trademark like Kleenex like it's not ubiquity is (laughs) damn it is not actually a a word in that's actually hold on ubiquitous how do you spell that ubiqu no yeah it's yeah ubiquitous would be spelled u okay so I'm not wrong (laughs)
1: let's
0: cut all that out
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll we'll cut most of this out so I don't know I don't know what that is so maybe before you um provide a bit more color as you would say or kind of get into the details maybe you can
0: yeah like the drake meme yeah um so ubiquity which you can go to their website ubiquity usa um oh usa uh, uh, uh,
1: ubiquity i just
0: don't haven't you noticed with any like big company in order to get the right stuff like if you're looking for drivers or something i will always just do the company plus usa and it generally gets you more relevant stuff
1: so, U- Ubiquity Networks is that what I'm looking for? So
0: it's UI.com.
1: dot It's actually
0: a great website. That's that's a great domain name. Okay. So they're a company that makes enterprise, or like, eh, they, like a step below enterprise grade stuff, I guess. Like they're they're not Cisco. They're not the kind of people that are going to like try to get you into a service contract and bilk you for tens of thousands of dollars. But they make stuff that's not really designed for consumers. Um, but a lot of per, like a lot of prosumer people tend to like their stuff. And I think Marco is on board with these guys. So basically, like I remember when I told you I I got that weird, super difficult to configure router to go on top of the Eero setup I bought. Yes. And then I hated Eero, so I got rid of it. Um. So yeah. So this is uh, I I just went all in on their stuff. So from the picture that you can see, uh, yeah. Also, walk
1: me walk me through what I'm looking at here. Well, I, so I
0: I upgrade. So I've been going through a thing where basically. Everything that I've had for like more than five years, I'm kind of like cycling out and replacing. So like, there's a bunch of stuff that I've had ever since we moved up to to the Bay Area. Like, I, I got I finally got a new chair, uh, which we will get into in in uh, a little bit later. Uh, but I got a new cable modem. I got a new Mac Mini. I got well. So it, to to map this out, so new cable, new Motorola cable modem that supports DOCSIS 3.1 or whatever the new thing is. Uh, that's in the back. Which then feeds into the long silver thing, which is the ubiquity unify sixteen port gigabit one hundred and fifty watt PoE switch.
1: So that's just a that's a switch.
0: So it's a switch that supports PoE. So I don't uh, know.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: So PoE is power over Ethernet. So you can plug other things into it, like the access points that I have. Because so I have two separate access points: one that broadcasts two point four gigahertz for old devices and iot stuff and one that does five gigahertz mimo stuff so that like modern electronics don't get like bottlenecked and weird um so those don't isn't require that, not not to interrupt again
1: but it, isn't that like a solved thing now like probably
0: don't... is but mentally it makes me feel better
1: yeah i think cause I, I definitely know that that was a thing at one point but i i thought now with with setups like Eero and Google Wi-Fi and others, like they simultaneously broadcast two point four and five gigahertz and it's 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 like no problem.
0: They do, but there are some devices that have like cheap low end chipsets that sort of work on five gigahertz but aren't
1: very good. So do you do um do the devices that are on your two point four gigahertz network can they communicate with the devices that are on the five gigahertz network or is it they do
0: so they're on the same vlan but they're on separate ssids i know that sounds really not great or i mean i know that sounds uh uh, unnecessarily technical but yeah so i have uh for all the iot and like bad electronics uh they live on the ssid adelaide and then the good electronics live on mountain view and that's the five gigahertz network got it but they're on in terms of routing which, if you follow the orange cable, which goes from the switch into the uh security gateway, which is what they call a router, uh they operate on the same vlan uh so they they can talk to each other, and there's no issues
1: there so okay, so the 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 orange cable that I'm looking at that's going into the smaller box on top of this extraordinarily large switch
0: it is a very large switch
1: um i well we should come back to why it why it's that large but it's that
0: large because i uh, the 8 port one is about half the size but i needed 10 ports and i didn't want to daisy chain two switches and i just thought i would just future proof myself and just said screw it, and i got the 16 port
1: well okay let's 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 go down this tangent real quick before <laughs> before we move on so sure. but, so i understand so i i see the 16 ports that you know that all makes sense to me looks like you know any other switch but why is there all that space to if you're looking at it straight on like we are in this photo why is there all the space to the left of where the actual ports are like what's what's in there
0: uh i mean like if i had gotten the
1: uh like 48 port version it would have been the same size well that that makes me even more confused then
0: well i just assume like because like their eight port one is like half the size of it i just assume that eventually they're like but well what if it can support like 150 watts of connected devices? like why redesign the box three times for all the additional port versions
1: so it was like literally the the part that i'm looking at to the left of the ports is that just empty in there i
0: don't think it's empty
1: but it's it th- too lazy to to make a different case
0: uh probably a little but i wouldn't say it's empty like it has the technology like i mean it it i mean it yeah it, it it's it's appropriate okay <laughs> um like it it runs it runs warm so i assume stuff's happening in there
1: and other? You know, there's there's nothing nothing better than uh for a device that runs warm than to put a uh computer on top of it. But maybe we can maybe we can come back to that too. Yeah, but it's but
0: it's it it runs cooler than my old back mini. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um all right, so the the orange networking cable, which I guess is plugged into port one on this switch. So I guess well, so the, so from the cable modem, the cable modem plugs into this this switch thing, right? The cable
0: modem goes into the USG or into the hardware router, so that's the yellow cable that goes into uh, WAN
1: zero on the. God, this
0: is not interesting. <laughs>
1: no, no it, it is. It is. Oh, no, so no, but so, for anybody else. <laughs> okay, so the so the cable modem plugs into the smaller box. Mm-hmm. And then the orange cable plugs into another port on the small box in, into the the big switch. Correct. And so this small box, which I'm sorry, what did you call this again? uh it's called uh the security gateway the security which is a, gate- another name for a router the security of, you know, gateway branding. okay mm-hmm. so this is your router but then you also mentioned that you have two access points and then a cloud key yeah <laughs> so
0: the access points
1: yeah so i mean and i you know I, I i don't say this negatively i just think it is what it is i mean your 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 space your home is is not is not particularly large i would say
0: i, I think it's efficient
1: I, I agree, a hundred percent. It's a very nice, it's a very no, no, nice it's, space.
0: No, no, it's it's very small. Like I mean, in terms of square footage, uh, it it it's it's tight. Uh, but I luckily, or not luckily, I don't know. I have a very centrally located, like what has become like a server closet. Like I like I in terms of like where everything is, it is actually really well placed. So this basically just occupies. Like the fact that there's more stuff in here now is actually not that different than it was before. And I finally got rid of the uh, Carly Fiorina printer. Um, interplace it with another HP printer, uh, but so that takes up a little less space below this too. But
1: so, but so, so what are the access points for for Wi Fi? So does the does the, the none little, of the boxes
0: you're looking at broadcast Wi Fi?
1: So how does the so the the, the Wi Fi routers or access points also plug into this big switch thing?
0: Yes, and that's the thing they don't need power because it's so. POE. So
1: what's what's the point of the so what's the point of the uh, the security gateway? What does that do? Uh, it's a router. Okay, so it's, it's a it's basically a a, a non wire. It's a it's a hard wired router. Well, so like you know what an Eero,
0: like so the way Eero works, like one of the Eros handles all the DHCP and the routing stuff and all that kind of stuff, and the other ones are basically just dumb access points that happen to just bounce off and do the whole mesh thing. So the access points, like the router is what you can use to assign specific um, IP addresses and do uh, deep packet inspection and uh, like uh, quality of service
1: prioritization,
0: all that kind of stuff and like hardware firewalling things.
1: So that's what that box does. I'm going to assume you didn't make any of that up, but I wouldn't have any way to know. Um, It sounded (laughs) sounded legit.
0: Go, Go tell me about ARR and ROI. (laughs) <laughs> let's 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 go down that road I guarantee you can spit off 20 acronyms that'll put people to sleep. That's probably true. um uh, mm-hmm. gap anybody? Um How many A's are in that? It's 2. I think it's 3 now.
1: What's the third With inflation.
0: A? With no, just inflation.
1: But what I mean, These so, are not but good what's what's it what's it stand for? Now, that that one was uh,
0: Generally accepted uh actuarial accounting principles.
1: Isn't that 4?
0: No, it's Generally accepted, actual, no, that's three.
1: Okay, no, you're because right.
0: the because re, the regular one is generally accepted accounting principles, right? That's correct. And IFR IFRS is, is code for sandwiches. Hmm. Um. And then okay, so round this out because this is not interesting. I think people want to hear us talk about eh, probably nothing. so no, uh, I have
1: a I have a really um I have a, the thing that I want I really want to know the thing that I'm probably most curious about this setup is so on top of all the networking stuff. Is a TiVo Romeo. Uh huh. So how does how does the TiVo Romeo connect to your TV? Like where does the HDMI cable go?
0: Well, so to to quickly round out the networking stuff. So the the little dude on the right side of here is actually something that I thought was interesting because the weird thing about uh, Ubiquity stuff is that uh, their big thing is that it's uh, an SDN. So uh, a lot of the routing stuff it's it's a software. Oh, fuck. What does the acronym stand for? STN, software. Uh, software defined network. So basically, you need a controller that allows you to interface with all the different products, which seems annoying, but it actually kind of makes sense. Um, and a lot of people end up like running that on a Raspberry Pi or something, but Ubiqu- uh, Ubiquity offers their own thing, which is that tiny little computer on the right that looks like um, an oversized USB C dongle. Uh, and that is what hosts. It's just a tiny Linux computer that hosts the the cloud controller software so that can you, little thing can you, is run,
1: actually... can you run homebridge on that
0: uh I don't know, maybe I bet you could, yeah, but I would just only buy stuff that i i actually I still don't understand what homebridge does <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Well, I don't understand so, really so, what you, any of this stuff does, I'm sorry so. So. I'm still floored by the fact that you you uh you were allowed to spend a weekend just to get one funky Bluetooth light switch to work.
1: Yeah, that is kind of surprising. I probably should have spent that week in tidying up the Ethernet cables, but mm-hmm. and put Tabasco
0: on your on your uh, uh, on your uh, what do you call it coffee table. Uh, so yeah, so that's cool. And then yeah, it, uh, there's two access points which are self explanatory that connect uh, over Ethernet. Okay, so going back to the other thing. Uh, see, so yeah, the Romeo can live in a closet because uh, next to the uh, the TiVo logo on the Romeo, you'll see there's a little IR blaster that is on top of the infrared receiver on the Romeo Pro box, which I then have a cable running that is below my soundbar that captures the IR signal and allows you to control it that way.
1: Uh, Okay, no, I kind of got that. I, I can see the IR receiver, but my question is the audio and video.
0: Well, so the thing is, because I need to get cable into this area anyway for the cable modem, I just have a splitter that runs the coax to the Romeo as well. And then on the reverse end, um, there's just an HDMI cable that just runs down.
1: So have you, like, drilled a hole into this?
0: Nope. Um, I don't know if I have a picture of it. But uh, this was a Home Depot-style project where I bought some cable runners uh, and spray-painted them to color match the uh, baseboards. And there's just a very nice tidy um, thing of... HDMI and power and Ethernet running to the Apple TV
1: and all the other stuff. Got it. And how do the cables come out of this closet? Do they just run underneath the door?
0: So that's what the little uh, cable like I I really did. I ever take a picture of it Um, like they they just run along the baseboard, but they're very, very, very neatly uh, tidied up because
1: I'm um, I'm insane. And if they fit underneath, but they, they fit between the bottom of the door and the floor. Yes. Got it
0: so overall, pretty happy with the way it turns out the networking has been rock solid because i think like you cursed me where you know the thing where you're saying and you like i i don't know if you ever convinced yourself this was the case or you were just joking that like you know how sometimes with eero you in your iphone 10 you would say just sometimes in the morning like just wi-fi just like wouldn't work really like you could you could power cycle the eros or you could turn wi-fi on and off on the phone but sometimes it would just be really slow or unresponsive
1: yeah, it, it, it was it was something with the Euros because since moving to uh, Google Wi-Fi, that's been absolutely rock solid.
0: Well, no, but but I thought you said that that was your reason for getting the XS was you're like, oh, well, the XS is weird. Well, I would, issue. Have, I would
1: have gotten the XS anyway, but I was... But I was it,
0: so are you saying that the issue persisted with the iPhone XS?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's why I ended up with Google Wi-Fi was because I continue to have problems with my iPhone. And then, what really became the last straw was I started having problems with my Mac, where similar to my phone, the Mac would just literally stop connecting to the internet. And it wasn't even like one of those things where I was moving around the house, which I assume was part of the problem with my iPhone. Like the Mac would just be sitting in one space, like on the desk here. And, you know, after like 30 minutes of use or something, I would have to turn Wi-Fi off and turn it back on to to get connected to the internet. And and since yeah, since moving to Google Wi-Fi, that's it's been super super stable. And I haven't had any of those issues. So I assume there was some weird Eero thing, which I one thing I'm starting to think of is I maybe when moving to the new house, I maybe should have done like a factory reset of my Eero and kind of gotten off to just a a clean start, like that might have been another troubleshooting step I could have taken, but oh well.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that shouldn't matter that much. I'm not sure there's that much, like, if, cause if you only had like a two or three unit setup, I'm not sure that would have made a ton of difference, but. Well,
1: and i I, you know, like, I got a new cable modem, right? Cause I, I didn't have a. Yeah, but that wouldn't, it cause your thing to drop off. I wouldn't, yeah, I know, I wouldn't think so either. Um, but I'm so, so this is, um, this is this is all really cool um this all seems like crazy overkill to me so you so you, it's you, not so it's not hold on. so hold
0: on. Whoa, whoa, hold on okay so here's the deal um so one it's been super rock solid and i was having that same issue as you so but here's the thing so overkill i don't think so because like the thing that so okay I, i'm gonna i'm gonna defend myself real quick and then you can uh be as critical, like or like you can. You can be the devil's advocate or the the person suggesting I'm wrong. So
1: if if you just want to say that this was just like an interesting it's not. project, I'm, no, it's not. I'm all. I'm. I mean, I'm all for that.
0: But it's like I don't think it is because I guess the thing is like if if I do like a speed t- like because here's the thing. Whenever I do like photo editing and stuff, all of like the raw image files live on the Synology. Like everything I do is is networked. Like the files I work with are too big. To edit locally. Um, or if I did, like it would have been it it would mean I'd have to like split right uh, Lightroom catalogs and it would be be a huge pain in the butt. So therefore, like network throughput is actually really important to me. So I don't know, like I'm I'm getting like off of the Synology, like I get literally a gigabit down. Like I, I I can transfer at 120 megabytes, like bytes, not bits a second. So when I don't know, when you're working with 50 meg raw files, like It makes a difference, um, and I know like you're more like I you have probably almost nothing Ethernet wired in, right? Everything you're you're living the total wireless life, right?
1: Well, I've got the I've got the you know what used to be the Eero and are now the Google Wi-Fi access points. I have those hardwired, but then well, but no like actual devices, not really. I mean, nothing outside of the stuff that has to be hardwired, like the um, Philips Hue. Uh, bridge and stuff yeah. like that
0: well so i i guess maybe that's my point is that is why this is different is because like i guess here I, I because i have a small space um i do have the luxury of having a fair number of things wired in so i mean the synology has to be wired in the tivo the mac mini the apple tv my imac and all that kind of stuff so therefore like if this was a smaller eight port switch i think it would like look less intimidating or less um overkill But I think that's the main difference is this, like, I have way more stuff that has the ability to be hardwired in and because, uh, like latency and like throughput are like important or, or those are just things like if, if I can make that faster, why not? I think that's the bigger difference and why I think
1: it's not overkill. So the Mac mini, which you have here, which is one of the the new ones, it has, it has an option to have like a 10 gigabit ethernet port. I did not. So that none of, this is this is not ten gig Ethernet stuff. This is all just gigabit?
0: Correct, because that that like one, the even when you have um the Synology which could potentially use like up to like eight hard drives at a time, like I can't really like it would have been so insanely expensive to one, my iMac doesn't support ten gig Ethernet. So therefore the one device I actually use and want to be the fastest it could possibly be doesn't support it. Uh having to upgrade to a new Synology model that uses like where you can plug multiple cables into it to try to I forget like like couple or like I forget what it is or concatenate like uh throughput. Like it just it's it doesn't make sense. It's too expensive.
1: Do you get a random question on your Synology? Mm-hmm. Do you have SSDs in it? Or do you God, still no. have okay?
0: No, they're uh I have eight either six or eight terabyte drives in it. Jesus. And well, but it's because I have um I have, uh, for, so I have two drives in just, wh- you know, the technology, you're more, you're, you were a windows nerd longer than I was. What's raid, the one
1: RAID zero versus no, RAID no.
0: one. So raid one is the one where just if one drive fails, like the other one's just good to go. Like it's, right. it's a direct copy. Yeah. So I hope I have two drives that are doing that. And then the other ones have two disc redundancy. So technically only five of them are like actual, like capable of storing data. And the other were, ones are like, they refer safe. to that
1: as being an addressable hard disk.
0: Sure. You're as long as you come off as the nerd and not
1: me <laughs> <laughs> scrap
0: the last 15
1: minutes. <laughs> remember, uh, another going out another kind of just, uh, rabbit hole of, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, with, with raid zero. I remember that maybe this was like a gaming thing. So maybe you weren't as plugged into this, but, uh, Western digital used to make these, they used to call them uh, Raptor drives. Did you hear about these? <laughs> I think they still kind of sh- sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, I mean, they might use the branding for something else, but at the time, so I think like a standard speed hard drive was something like what, like seven thousand RPMs. And, no,
0: there's no way they did ten thousand RPM drives, did they?
1: Yeah, no, that that's what the Raptor drive was. Is it was a it was a ten thousand RPM drive, and so the really hardcore people, and I think maybe I did this at some point, kind of like later on in the fad, was you would. Buy two of these Raptor drives and then you'd put them in a RAID 0. So you'd get like all the speed benefit of having a 10,000 RPM drive and then you would layer on top the speed benefit of a RAID 0. And I mean, you'd basically have like as close to you as you could get to something like an SSD at the time. Gaming PCs
0: were so dumb.
1: Yeah, they really were and expensive those raptor drives they eventually did come down in price which i think was then the time that i did the whole raid thing with them but i remember when those things first came out i'm man i remember those things being like hundreds of dollars and they for like you know 80 gigabytes of storage or something like that
0: yeah but that was back in the days when things were, were really dumb and they would like they had like gamer sound cards like just like really silly stuff uh, cool. A couple quick things to round this out. So, yeah, so, uh, also critical to the setup is, uh, my little, uh, TiVo plushie, uh, that hangs out in the back that I think I got at some weird gadget event when we moved up here. Uh, and then the little Bart car that hangs out with the Mac Mini. So, um, and then going back to your hard drive thing, uh, actually that is still a thing. Uh, Western Digital has something called the hard drive rainbow. <laughs> and, uh, so, I think they're called... Yeah, they're red drives. So they, rec- uh, they recommend or target for um, network-attached storage the uh, red disks, which apparently run quieter and cooler but um, are less high-performance but are better at like being frequently read and written. And they have the green drives, which are their cheap ones, and then they have um, black, which I think is the closest thing to their Raptor drives or whatever.
1: So, you, so. You you have red drives in your Synology?
0: I do because those those are the ones that are like the best value for storage, and they tend to do better on things that are uh, spun up and spun down rather frequently for large data reads.
1: So, I guess that's what I was gonna ask. I'm confused that having a slower drive is better for working with like these big raw image photos.
0: Well, but, it, but it's slower, but not in that way. Cause like, I guess hard drive speed doesn't matter in that way anymore. Just cause like, if you like, it's still fast. It's like, what what is it called? Like, you know, remember, like they used to have like, this is very, this is gonna be a very old person show, but remember they had like hard drive seek times and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like where like, if it took 16 milliseconds to read some data versus six, that was going to cause you to lose your game or whatever. Like it's stuff like that, where uh, like the throughput isn't bad. It's the just that like accessing it is ever so slightly slower, but it like it doesn't matter in that way. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'm able to zip uh, gigantic files to and from very very quickly, and the setup should be future proof for probably like I like not even I, and I know you can play this back in three years, but it's probably good for at least the next five years. I
1: would certainly hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if it, we it, make it five years, uh, you can you can. Uh decline to answer this on <laughs> air of kind of shows. um or you could you could choose to tell me offline or just choose to not to tell me at all but i i am very curious how much all this stuff was
0: um excluding the mac mini
1: yeah i mean the stuff that i i could easily figure out the price of that i don't need to know but this this uh ubiquity stuff
0: oh uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna text it to you and you tell me if it's uh
1: outrageous okay yeah, are you gonna send it to me in the the thing now? In the thing, okay. I'm gonna pull up in the thing here. Oh, I gotta close the image, I guess. Okay, that's that's okay. That's not that's not awful. Some of the Euro stuff gets very expensive. Well,
0: actually, you know, I'll fine. I'll just for the transparency, transparency of the listeners. Um, so the 16 point Poe switch, uh, that one was 250. Like that was literally the most expensive thing, just because that is like actually like an enterprise part uh security gateway was i think 120 the cloud key thing on the right was 150 ish cable modem was like 70 bucks and then the access point was whatever it was i think like 130 so i mean it it, i mean it's probably in the realm of what it is because yeah like a three-port euro kit or like your google wi-fi thing before it went on sale or google started getting aggressive with the price like those are usually like at least 300 bucks if you get a three uh three pack
1: yeah, so I'm looking at the Eero website now, and if you, so, you know, the, they make these, like, what they call Eero Pros, which are basically, like, kind of the original form factor of the Eero, but then they make, like, the little beacons. Yeah. And and the main difference is that the uh, beacons don't have any Ethernet ports at all, so they're all just totally wireless whereas the Jeez,
0: three euro pros is five hundred dollars
1: so that's yeah that, that's what i was going to get to is actually, i feel is, vindicated yeah and if you if you decide to piece together that system over time that would actually cost like 600 bucks uh because the, the um the euro pros are, are 200 bucks just for you know single units so uh so yeah no actually that's that's quite a bit less than i was thinking
0: and actually, uh, hold on. Uh, the one thing that I will say is really great. Uh, that's actually really surprising. Uh, how many? If you'd have to guess, um, and I'll send you a thing. Um, how many wi How many network devices do you think I have on my home network? And if you know how many you have, please tell me that.
1: So I, you, it, it shows me that number in the Google Wi-Fi app. I think I'm at something like twenty or twenty-one.
0: Yeah, but you live in a two-person household.
1: I have well, I mean, if, if we if we're being honest, I think the lady friend only has <laughs> it's two. Yeah, and I think it is two. I think it's her, her phone, it's and her or her, it's her laptop, and it's her phone. Yeah. Uh, so I have twenty-three. Okay, well, let's let's let me take a look to see if there's anything that stands out here.
0: Oh, I had to rename the Google Home Hub to Google Nest Home so are we'll, you we'll get to that maybe. are
1: you i i assume you're like me where every time you add a new device to the network you have to give it a proper name
0: yeah i don't give them cutesy names anymore no
1: no 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 i, I don't do that either but they they'll well but I, I, I still like, do but i but I'm not on the network uh but yes i do give
0: it uh like actually what it is yeah, like luckily exactly. um the unify controller software will do like a reverse lookup on the mac address so it helps you kind of know what the device is even if it's poorly named but yeah also i i would totally until i was configuring this i totally forgot that the romeo actually has two active ip addresses at a time because the streaming part of it is basically because they just like build in the hardware of a TiVo stream and it's kind of on the inside of the box like an entirely separate device
1: i guess they changed that with the bolt because my bolt only comes up with one ip address Hmm. and I, and I have the you know the the streaming stuff. Maybe that's what the bend is for. <laughs> <laughs> and show title. Cool. Oh, that was that was good. I liked that one. I've st- t- been Tivo, that. Uh,
0: I I yeah, literally every hour that I'm not recording the show is just me thinking of jokes
1: or or setting up this ridiculous network of yours.
0: It actually so didn't take that long and again like it's working really well.
1: Well, I again I would I would certainly hope so.
0: <laughs> well, no, there there are definitely money pits in life where it actually doesn't end up working well.
1: Uh, I like would I not know anything about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, wait oh, wait what, what's your money pit? Um if it's if if you if, It will well, give you an out.
1: You know, I, I mean it, it, I don't I can really, I fortunately don't really have anything like that now, but I guess going back definitely like gaming PCs were a huge huge money pick. cuz i and i think you you could relate to this like i was never satisfied with my setup like i always i was always upgrading something mm-hmm. it was always like ah, you know i need a new video card well, Yeah, or, you'll, you'll
0: you'll be happy uh, you'll be happier once you get this this one thing cuz that's what was stopping you from winning uh uh Dota? I'm trying to think of a game. What is, was, is that a game? I
1: was I was more of a Counter Strike guy. I I'm sorry, I don't know games. Oh come on, you've heard it. You've heard of Counter Strike.
0: I've heard of Half Life. Oh
1: my god, Counter Strike is is a is a it was a mod of Half Life.
0: People come here for the political commentary and nothing else. They don't want this nerd stuff. <laughs> uh, and going back to the uh, that's what the bend is for. Now I'm remembering that as though it was being told by um, Don Draper in the Peggy and him scene where that's what the money's for. (laughs) But he's he's yelling at somebody about a TiVo. Uh, Anyway, this networking setup is great. Uh, Finally done with infrastructure week. And yeah, the Mac mini. um, My old Mac mini was from 2009. It was time for it to die. It had a 160 gigabyte, 5,400 RPM laptop drive, and it would not run anything newer than El Capitan. And it
1: was very, very slow. So what do you use your Mac mini for?
0: Uh, before, it was just kind of like a, just a server that I would just do stuff on. Like, I, f- I forget, like, like, what. like
1: what, is, what does that mean, though? Just do stuff on.
0: Like, before I had the Synology, I would use it to, like, uh, share stuff over the network. And I would use it to um, sometimes get stuff that fell off the back of a truck. Um, mm. <laughs> but now, what I'm actually doing, which I think is a smarter approach, just because this one's faster is i'm using it as a virtualization server where i can just run what? why are you setting me up to sound like a nerd this is not fair no
1: i i i i d- like
0: like you know what citrix is sure yeah yeah like where i can just spin up um like another instance of uh, 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 of os 10 and just i have like a siloed computer so if i ever like want to why
1: eh,
0: never mind we'll talk about it offline cuz it's going to get too, it's going to get too nerdy.
1: Oh, it it has not already.
0: I I we have important stuff to get to. I want to talk about this dumb uh, I want to talk about Peebo and I want to talk about the dumb Google I/O stuff.
1: Well, I am mostly asking about this Mac mini stuff cuz I, I would love to buy one of these things, but I just can't really um...
0: <laughs> you can buy my old Mac mini for 50 bucks. <laughs> um Oh god, and and also, uh, I wish you wouldn't have bought that scan, uh, that scanner, because I'm trying to get rid of the scan snap too.
1: Do you do you do you or do you have your old Mac Mini still?
0: I do. It's sitting in my kitchen under a pile of Spindrift uh, Apex.
1: You're and you're looking to get rid of it.
0: I uh, I finally can we talk again? I'm not talking about anything, but Craigslist. I finally, I I am resorting to Craigslist only when I'm trying to get rid of stuff that um is too big for me to throw away. Uh, so I like I've got a new office chair and that's why eventually if we ever escape this topic, I'll talk about design within reach. But um, yeah, I, I use Craigslist to try to get rid of my chair and they Craigslist people are the worst second only to clipboard people just in terms of the haggling and the difficulty scheduling. Like it's, 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 it's very daunting to
1: try to get rid of anything. How how much are you looking to sell that Mac mini for?
0: I told you 50 bucks. You can have it. Really? Yeah, I mean it's still functional. Like it's, I mean it's a Core Two Duo that's like two point two gigahertz and is literally ten years old, but it still works.
1: Yeah. No.
0: yeah, that's that's my attitude too. Like I literally <laughs> keep wondering every time I look at it to get to put another back of Spin Drift in the fridge. I keep thinking, do I just throw this in the garbage? No, see that that's
1: what you could run Homebridge on.
0: But why? I, what that's, I don't I mean, everything I have works because I don't have any funky technology. like I don't have any sprinkler systems. Also, follow out to upgrade. I think you and Jason might have the same wireless sprinkler thing.
1: We might. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I still yeah, like, haven't I still haven't set mine up though. Cuz I have to <laughs> that's been another project cuz I, you know, I the aforementioned puppy who likes to chew on the uh sprinkler drip system that we have. Mm-hmm. I've been having to slowly rebuild that um before I bother to hook up this new uh, sprinkler controller.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's cute enough, so it's okay.
1: That's true. And actually, that, that's that been that's been actually one of the more satisfying projects, I'd say, so far in the house, has been rebuilding that sprinkler system. It's been kind of fun. It's like kind of like an adult Lego set. Oh, well, you can just keep building sheds inside of sheds. <laughs> I, I could do that, too, yeah. I mean, this, the sprinkler stuff's got to get stored somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Or you can pull uh Stephen Hackett, and then make a shed your or his isn't a shed, but he's got. I was gonna say our house. That's not what it is. Like a cottage in his backyard, where that's just his Mac museum and his podcasting studio. Like I wish I like I lived in a place one where I could afford a house and land was cheap, but um, but yeah, he he lives in. Does he live in Kentucky or the other one?
1: I think doesn't he doesn't in Nashville.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tennessee sorry people there probably don't call it the other one that's probably probably, very,
1: probably not no
0: which is the one that had, that every fedex package goes through
1: that's memphis
0: which is which one tennessee right yes okay um what we're we talking about oh yeah so he's got his little mac museum and his like uh soundproofing thing um just hanging out in the backyard and that seems really cool
1: i mean you've you've been in my home i don't i don't really think i've i've got the room to build something like that
0: yeah just fill in the fill in the pool <laughs> uh, we have to deal with contractors who who don't who don't do whatever they're supposed to do
1: will uh, the, the pool will be good once we get this uh pool heater in
0: mm-hmm uh it'll it'll be rose spritzer's all summer
1: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: uh and Boston tea parties or wait shit what is that what it's called oh yeah. shit what what, is that what it's called? I think so. No, a bourbon tea party. There we oh, go. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh so infrastructure week. It's great. And yeah, the virtualization stuff. Again, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to use it for because now that I um well honestly, all I use it for is just to deal with my scanners. <laughs> and that's that seems like a an uh
1: unfitting use. So wait, so the I'm, I'm I'm pulling this up in real time now. So the new Mac Mini starts at, what is it here? 799
0: I got the Core i5 version with the 256 uh, SSD. And I uh, also, I keep trying to get away from this topic, but
1: I... Wait, so you spent, how, how much did you spend on this? Like $1,100 to, to manage your scanners?
0: I, I have dreams or I have ideas of what it's going to be good for. They haven't really panned out yet or they really, I haven't fleshed them out, but it's fine
1: old Carlos is back in a big way. I, this is, I, I've been loving all this is why I've been lingering on this topic. Cause this is, this is just dripping with old Carlos. It's great.
0: It's not though, because it's, it's a one-time aberration to f- replace all the dying technology I have.
1: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll mark this and in three to five years, come back when you're deal, when you're re- redoing all this
0: deal, episode 300, when the show has been renamed four times over. <laughs> Again, it'll have been the spindrift radio hour and then uh the the conversation at center ice and then whatever.
1: The handshake at Center Ice.
0: No, no, but the podcast we host will be called The Conversation at Center Ice oh, at it. the HP Pavilion. hmm Um What was it talking about? Your eleven hundred dollar scanner manager. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it is. <laughs> um No, okay, so yeah, so HBNH had a hundred dollar off promo for some reason. And so I bought the one that had eight gigs of memory because I'm cheap and I refuse to pay Apple's bullshit memory prices. But that became a big ordeal. Was it you or somebody else that tried to upgrade their Mac Mini RAM or hard drive and it became an issue?
1: I I I, I killed my Mac Mini a handful of years ago. So that was I, so
0: it's you, okay?
1: Yeah, no, I I tried to install a second hard drive into it and uh, oh was
0: that the thing where you could like kind of displace the optical drive and then yeah double your
1: like, yeah i i fix it had a kit where you could um you can convert the optical drive that the space that an optical drive would go into uh for for a second hard drive and you literally had to take the entire machine apart to, to get to that because it was like you would you would access the machine from the bottom and the space where the hard drives were were like at the top of the machine. So you had to like go all the way through it. And I actually um set it up correctly initially and it was working okay. But I went to upgrade one of the hard drives and then that's where um when putting it back together it, it broke.
0: Pretty good. So I regret to inform you that it's still mostly that way. And uh you have to remove basically every part of the computer to upgrade the RAM. Um, it's not as bad as you'd think, but I have one complaint where, um, so first I bought the Mac mini and then I bought the Ram cause in, in theory, I would have saved, uh, $110 over paying Apple's, uh, ridiculous prices for Ram. But then I was like, okay, whatever, this would be fine. I've got a set of torque screwdrivers and whatever this, this would be fine. Um. But apparently Apple has moved on. Like on the iPhones, they use these new Pentalobe screws and stuff where, you know, like iFixit always hates them for making stuff more difficult to repair. Apparently on the Mac Mini, they use something called uh Torx security screws that have like this weird cutout so that most screwdrivers don't work with it. So it's like, oh, that's dumb. Okay, so I'll go on Amazon, I'll get two day shipping on a, a new set of screwdrivers. But when I did that, I didn't realize the that. What a security screwdriver actually was. So I wasted ten dollars on that, and then the return shipping on those screwdrivers was six dollars. So therefore, they just went in the trash.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let, let me ask because I actually was thinking of asking, but I'm like, no, I know what the answer is going to be. Would you return something to get a four dollar refund? No. Yeah. What's the what's the cutoff?
1: That's a that's a fair question. If it
0: was a sixteen dollar item and return shipping was six dollars,
1: it maybe yeah
0: yeah so four dollars which which is 60 cents less than a silken splendor it fills did not meet the cutoff so those went in the trash so we will cover uh during chef specials what my actual pick is but eventually i bought a kit of uh, repair screwdrivers that did have what i needed um but yeah you have to disassemble the whole gosh darn computer to get to the ram slots um and it's a little harrowing and when i reassembled it Apparently I didn't reseat the RAM properly and I thought I'd killed the machine when it wouldn't boot up anymore. Uh, but I tore it down a second time. Oh wow. and, and put it back in and it was okay. All to save hundred and ten dollars because I hate Apple because they can't um make like it'd be fine if they had like cushy margins on it, but literally the the memory prices on their machines are so just so greedy that I, I just won't do it. I will risk killing the machine to not give them the money.
1: Yeah, I remember On that Mac mini that I had the first time I took it apart, it worked, but I I remember I damaged, it was either the Bluetooth radio or the Wi-Fi radio. Mm -hmm. I think it was the Bluetooth radio, because I think Bluetooth never worked on that machine. Or maybe like it worked, but it was kind of like, it would kind of intermittently cut out because I had kind of bent the cable
0: Friend of the show, Dan Morin, uh, I think a couple of episodes ago on the Secret Podcast mentioned the same thing, where he he totally killed the Wi Fi on his Mac Mini when he when he did some type of upgrade.
1: Yeah, may, actually, no, maybe it was the Wi Fi because I, I had that machine just hardwired in, so I never used Wi Fi. But then things like um, like AirDrop, I don't think ever worked because you you need, need Wi Fi for that. Um, so I yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised that the RAM isn't just soldered on to the the board i'm surprised it's even possible at all me
0: too i mean apple hates their customers as much as they do I, i'm i surprised they didn't do it
1: and is it, is it some kind of like crazy special ram or
0: um i mean no i like i mean for to apple's credit it's fast ram so it's just um, ddr4 uh laptop um style uh so DIMMs or whatever they're called so i mean so it's proprietary only in the sense that it's 2600 megahertz ram so it's new ish but i mean but i mean that's good because it's fast ram Hmm. so anyway buying an extra 16 gigs of it which means i have the two original apple chips that i have no idea what to do with um that was like an extra 90 bucks so yeah fun project and again yeah i i I honestly think and again mark my words uh uh that it, it this will last for another five years like again the old setup like that old mac mini like literally a decade old Oh, the other big shout-out I will give this Mac Mini is um, it uh, the power supply is built into the Mac, whereas on the Mac Mini, um, I am trying to unload or trying not to make go to a landfill. Uh, the power supply is like this big like Xbox-style power brick, which, God, I hate those.
1: Yeah, I think the the one that I took apart was also like that, because I remember... The power supply being one of the more challenging components to take out and put back in.
0: Oh, so you mean it was built into the computer? Yeah. Oh, I'm saying on the one that I have, it's it's totally outside the computer. So therefore, just on the floor, you just have this thing the size of,
1: I don't know, literally a brick, actually. <laughs> oh, I, I see what you're saying. So on this new one, they've taken it out of the computer.
0: No, no, they've put it back into the computer.
1: Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's what I'm saying was online.
0: Which one? Are you? Which, yeah, which one are you? <laughs> Did you really uh, try to make the same jokes at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Uh anyway, uh, I'm amazed the power. The, I'm amazed the power stayed on this long. All right. Well, it probably stopped raining.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think it mostly has. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're in an office with Windows. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, not Windows Windows, but Windows Windows. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, What can we? Oh, the last thing I'll talk about is that I also as part of this, got a new printer as well because I had to kill that Carly Fiorina printer. But the one thing that is super annoying about it that I even Googled and somebody else had a similar complaint, uh, whenever it goes into standby mode or low power mode, uh, the power uh, power indicator, which is a very, very, very bright white LED, just blinks every five seconds to show you that it's saving power and there's no way to turn it off. Can you just put some like tape over it or something. that's what i'm gonna do but I, I shouldn't have to put blue painters tape over it just don't do that
1: yeah that's that's my complaint um around basically like every usb charger or like um this usb c hub that i have for mm-hmm. my mac which i actually you know i i like i made it a, a chef special i think at some point but it's got this just obnoxious blue led light on it and it's in the office. So it doesn't like really matter, but it's, it's just so unnecessary.
0: Yeah. And I've gotten pretty aggressive with using either black gaffers tape or blue painters tape to cover over those types of things, especially if they're um, anything that will like interrupt my sleep.
1: Well, yeah, like I, I, you know, I, I think I made this a chef special too. I, with the, um, the USB, um, charging little station thing that i have in the bedroom that also has this obnoxious blue light on it i (laughs) went through the or
0: isn't this thing you have on a wemo switch or something yeah
1: yeah so that (laughs) when i you know do the good night um lady in a can command it 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 turns that um it turns that smart switch off
0: yeah i don't know why people do this um it's really annoying and i went through every setting i went through the little like built in like you type in the ip address of the printer because like again that's another thing that plugs into ethernet that's why i need that gigantic switch um oh the one thing nice thing about it is that it supports AirPrint. so if i want to print from my ipad if i ever use my ipad i can um but yeah that's cool but yeah i don't know why all these have dumb leds like i like like people have to know people hate this right
1: i don't think so like it could be like a, a like a soft white glow. Like it doesn't have to be like harsh bright light. I bet you could take it apart and just like cut a little wire that connects to that light. Maybe that'll be your next project. Wonder if you could use those screwdrivers you bought. Maybe
0: do we do we want to go back to your Mac Mini story? You're advocating for people to tear things.
1: Well, I th- I just I, I mean I think you can. Um, I think you you have to go into projects like that with the understanding that you could destroy the machine, which is which was my mentality with that Mac Mini.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to do that though. Or I mean, just like because it, it's 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 in the server closet. Um, and well, then, that's then what fine. do you care? It's it was still annoying when when uh, I it wasn't in the server closet when it was still the middle of infrastructure week. Hmm. Um, and this was the even though I uh, kind of don't love the wire cutter that much, where just because I I don't think because like they either go like here's the cheapest thing we think fulfills everything and then like their upgrade like i don't necessarily love their budget pick upgrade pick like structure i don't think they always judge on the right criteria but this printer is uh the wire cutters pick for best laser printer and it weighs dramatically less than um the old darth carly fiorina printer All right, um very last thing before we move away from this. Uh do you have any uh, do you have a review or a any recommendations about your digital uh, your wireless scale? And let me know if you need more info of why I'm asking.
1: Um like do do I do I like it?
0: And do you have any issues with it?
1: Um I I think it's fine. And no, I have I haven't had any particular issues with it.
0: So I have the one that's two generations before yours. I think like I have one from like 2012 or something or 2013.
1: I have the one where the its primary feature got taken away in a in a software. I
0: I, I remember there was like two months about that that you were really mad about that about your <laughs> pulse aux sensor or whatever. Yeah. Um, mine has an issue. One, it shoes through four AA batteries or four AAA batteries. Like every Oh, mine's
1: (laughs) mine's just rechargeable over USB, and I charge it, like, once every 12 to 18 months.
0: Yeah, I think for the environment, that might be worth it. But um, my issue is that, like, basically every time I step on it, it automatically adds four pounds to the reading.
1: (laughs) That, That seems like a problem with the scale.
0: Well, but... But the thing is like, I'll step off and then like, it'll tell you what your thing is. And because I'm shocked and horrified, I will jump off the scale (laughs) and then it will still show a lingering like 4.1 pounds. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I will wait for it to go to sleep again and I will get back on and it'll give me the accurate reading. And then, but I do this every day and it's really frustrating. You should get a new scale. But then, but one, that's, then that's old Carlos again. And I don't like that. But also, I like, I don't know. Isn't Nokia been a, a Google company, then not a Google company, and now it's Nokia again? I think, I think it's pronounced Nokia. So, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> because I don't, like, I don't know. It's not like a Roomba where, also, during Sharks games, I really appreciate that iRoomba runs ads that says, if it doesn't say iRobot, it's not a Roomba. Mm-hmm. That's th- the best. Like, it's it's so very on-brand. Um, because yeah, they stuff, suffer from the problem where, uh, it's like TiVo, even though TiVo still like, do people call the cable company DVR a TiVo? Probably not.
1: I don't, I think TiVo has been irrelevant for so long. I don't think Jeez, that's, that's really a thing anymore. what <laughs> tell me I'm wrong.
0: Well, actually, you know what? I'm good on, or like, no, I hope they're irrelevant because every time I try to use the gosh dang TiVo app, which is once every two weeks, I'm always logged out
1: of it and oh yeah drives that's me been a, bonkers yeah that's been a bug um for the, for last, the past two years <laughs> uh, I, i've only had it for maybe the past couple of months it's ever since they did like they finally did like their big um like everybody's on refresh.
0: hydra oh hmm. i don't know but it's it's very bad because anytime i have to use it i have to jump over to one password and then my one password because I'm i'm too lazy to fix it I don't have their username as set as my email address. So therefore if I try to autofill it, it never works. And then it's just, it's a thing anyway. Okay. So if you want to sell me your scale, that'd be great. <laughs> cause cause my, cause mine keeps telling me I'm four pounds overweight. Also, I don't like the body fat percentage thing because it makes no sense. Like, is that just a guess?
1: Yeah, I don't really, uh, because like there
0: are days where like, I like I have, it's like you're down 1.8 pounds. Great. And then it says your body fat percentage is like 2% more than the day before. Like,
1: yeah, mine mine it attempts to do like um body fat percentage, it attempts to do uh water weight percentage <laughs> and and like I think muscle weight or something like that. I, I don't I don't really know how it does any of that and, and how accurate any of that stuff is.
0: You mean spin uh, body spin off percentage?
1: You know, I, that's actually not a topic we should go into now, but I, I, w- I went through a period <sighs> of time not? for like a year where I was weighing myself like every day, kind of like you just described that I've kind of gotten away from that. Uh,
0: me only because of like the, the fasting stuff and the fact that I've been trying to get better about my health, um, recently cause I kind of stopped caring or like, I just, it wasn't a priority for a few months. Um, that's mostly why, but I think otherwise most people should maybe weigh themselves like twice a week or something.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah
0: uh Also, the health app is in, is is uh, a gigantic mess. Yeah, it's not but great. Al- allegedly, that's getting fixed in iOS 13. Hmm. Um, oof, there has to be something that's on the agenda that we should actually talk about.
1: I kind of I, I want to know a little bit about um since we're since we went real deep on the T word stuff there, maybe we can get like a little palate cleanser here. And this was our rare double red light uh, topic: uh, tree breezers.
0: Oh, this is actually going to be really quick, so we might actually fit another one in. Did you hear about this? I heard about it on the Daily. Did you hear about this?
1: Uh I no, I don't think so. I assume these are allbirds, right?
0: They are. So, and I'm uh like happy, sorry, this sounds weird to say happy about this. Um wow, they're entirely sold out. That's cool. Um so Allbirds is making a women's ballet flat shoe. Which is cool. Like it's just it's neat that they have found that they're like general like sneakers and stuff and they're expanding so i know i thought that was really cool and i heard about it first from the daily and uh
1: yeah is that what they're is that what they're called tree breezers yes oh
0: oh yeah that wasn't like a a, a, a clever thing i came up with. and they're like that's literally what they're called tree breezers got it yeah neat. nice uh and yeah apparently super popular because every single one is sold out Hmm. actually can i <laughs> While while we're on this can i can i go back to one other thing
1: sure yeah okay
0: uh so the other the last thing i upgraded this month which is the last thing i'm going to upgrade for a very long time so i got a new chair and have you ever heard of a store called design within reach you should probably know it because there's one right by the larkspur ferry now
1: that must be how i know it yeah the the name's really familiar
0: so they're uh, a sub brand of herman miller which is the company that makes uh great but also quite costly office chairs. um and they, they sell overpriced furniture and stuff like that. Um, so I went into the Larkspur location to check out a new chair that I was considering and the dude was super friendly. It was an, it was an empty store, but it was also six o'clock on a weekday and it was a store that had been open for like two weeks. So whatever. But then I went into the one on fourth street across the street from the, uh, Amazon four star location. Um, and you know what, because of that, I expected four star service and that was not the case at, uh, that location. Do you want to guess what the person who helped me said to me? Like, if, if you were to think about a bad uh, customer service experience for somebody going in to look at a an office chair, like, what do you think would be?
1: Uh, You can't sit in it?
0: No, but did you hear about the Marco thing where somebody yelled at him for touching an Apple Watch at the Apple Store?
1: Yes. Yeah, that's no, no good. Basically, what happened to you?
0: No, so this was so dumb and i literally let me go look at the email i wrote to the dude's district manager um so he told me uh just some random guy who looks like some annoying hipster like not not to judge but like it it, it, that just made it doubly worse uh i was saying hey i'm just looking at this i was at like another store and just wanted to check it out one more time before i uh made a decision um and then his response was uh don't order online you like that stores exist, right? Seriously, buying in store is what keeps us here. So, how how would you respond to that, or how would you feel about that being said to you?
1: That would make me uncomfortable.
0: It was super infuriating because one, basically, the dude uh, accused me of being a showroomer. Which are you familiar with that term? I am. Yeah, like that was the big knock that uh, of like with Amazon and Best Buy. People just they go into a store and they look at a thing that they're ultimately going to buy online. But that, that, that like struck me the wrong way for multiple reasons. If if one, Herman Miller is like a specialty brand, and it's not like you you don't buy an Aaron chair or in my case, the Cosm chair uh, at like Target or uh, like Trader Joe's, like it, it's, it's just not done. So therefore, like if I'm going to buy it from you, I'm it's going to be from you whether it's online or not. So therefore, like if you're an omni-channel retailer, like it's probably not awesome to one, accuse your customers of being like a, like a showroomer. Uh, or that it should matter at all where they buy your thousand dollar office chair. Like, just like, just try to be helpful. And the way that you overcome that is if you want somebody to buy something in store, if you're a commission based sales rep or something is just give a better customer experience or be excessively welcoming or helpful. Like that was just, it was just such a weird interaction. And I was so, so pissed about it. I like, I just couldn't. As young people say, they they couldn't even. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. That was just uh, I, I have. It's been like a very long time since I've ever been so mad to or, or so irritated to go and like make a stink about it. Like I I didn't look for any resolution about it. Like it's not a product I can buy somewhere else. So therefore, yeah, I didn't I didn't even. Unfortunately, I was so mad that I didn't even go back to the good store. I just bought it online. And said fuck it. So I ended up becoming I, the the prophecy was fulfilled. Uh, because I didn't want to buy it in store because of that that uh, that person.
1: <laughs> do you have a, a picture or anything? I'm kind of curious to see it.
0: About what? The, oh, chair. um, well, I think I have a picture of the old one.
1: Uh, well, I don't. I don't really want to see that.
0: Yeah. Uh, looking at my iPhoto library, or sorry, Photos app. Uh, I do not. Yeah, I'll take a picture tomorrow. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's it's very nice because I got a new. Desk late last year, so I wanted something that was like white and gray, as opposed to the old um, dark gray one I had from also bought in two thousand nine or two
1: thousand ten. That was a, a dark gray, not space gray. Uh it's
0: it's it was it's it was uh it was it was Mac Mini colored. So I guess yeah.
1: two thousand nine. I guess that was pre space gray. You
0: no, know, I remember. I remember it back. Uh, I bought it when I got to the Bay Area. So yeah, and this stuff holds up. Hmm. Uh pff- Last thing, or just quick, uh, quick uh, pulse check. How do you feel about the the Google Nest branding?
1: Uh, the only thing that was surprising about it to me was that it hadn't happened sooner. It seemed like such an an inevitability when Google bought Nest, and that was a fair number of years ago now. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm t- I'm totally not not surprised at all.
0: But hmm, I, so I know you're all in on the Echo family of products, but. You don't think that
1: I'm pretty, I'm pretty in on the nest stuff too. I mean, we've got the thermostat, we've got the video doorbell, we've got two of the smoke detectors.
0: Well, actually, let me, let me clarify. I guess the part that, so that all makes sense. The part that I guess maybe doesn't make sense to me or that I want your input on is they, Google's line of products like the Google home, the Google home mini, the Google home hub, and all of those products that used to live under the Google brand are now nest products. So, not really. So, it's the reverse of that, where like that um, Google Home Hub thing that I've had on my desk for a while, that is now the Nest Home Hub.
1: N- n- well, no. So, to, to be fair, it, it's Google Nest is the name. So, everything that you're referring to is like Google Nest blank. Yeah. So, that's the problem. But, but it's not, it's not just, it's not Nest. It's Google Nest.
0: Yeah. But so, let me send you the thing. Like, this new product, which is basically just like an Echo Show version of what I have, is now called the Google Nest Hub Max. Right. I don't think that branding works. Like, calling the uh, thermostat that you have the, the Google Nest E or whatever, like, that makes sense. I don't know. It feels like too much. Like, do you remember when, Uh, what was it? Like, when uh, HP became HP Compact for a while? Like it feels very much like that, where they're just trying to jam two brands together that maybe, like I, Google doesn't need to be in the name.
1: Then, I guess maybe the only thing I'm a little surprised at is, do you think the like brand of Nest has enough a uh, brand equity, as they say?
0: Well, I, I like I think it's losing brand equity now. Like I mean, because it either needs to be all Google or all Nest. Like, if you want to make sure people understand that Google's a, a, that Nest is a Google company, like, sure, lean into that. But Google Nest Hub, like it, it that that's that's too many words. I don't know. Like I mean, like I I always thought Nest had pretty good branding, and I also thought it benefit. Like, why couldn't it have just been like um, I forget whether the company does this, but just say like Nest by Google, like where for marketing simplicity you can still say it's a Nest product. But there's still the association where people think, oh, but it's also smart or whatever positive brand affinity
1: people have because of Google. And just, you know, I couldn't tell you.
0: All right. Running along. Uh, we will table for next week, but I want to make sure we get to next week um, that Bloomberg article about uh, Apple retail.
1: Ooh, yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, but no, running long. So chef specials, what you got?
1: So I don't normally like to do this. Because I, I hmm. used I used this product for the first time today. And I, I normally like to have something for I don't know what your chef's special policy is, but mine is like I I, I let like, it marinate. You know, normally, yeah. You want to have it for like at least a week or two. But I was I was so excited to get these and so excited to use these and had such a positive first experience that I I just I kind of want to jump the gun here and hmm. make it a chef special right away. Unprecedented. And this is mm-hmm. This is the Powerbeats Pro.
0: Ooh, okay. I see they're wrapped all
1: over uh, Muni streetcars <laughs> and stuff. Hey, they are they are advertised everywhere, yes. Um, but so you know, longtime listeners will know I think I think we both have been really big fans of the Power line of headphones. Mm-hmm. And we've both been really big fans of the AirPods. Mm-hmm and i mean the simple review is the powerbeats pro are kind of the the best of both of those combined into a single product and they're 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 basically kind of like perfect in every way the you know you get all the benefits of the wireless charging case that you do in like with the airpods and then the what are we on the W one or the H one or what? Whatever chip is in there now. I think it's
0: W2 W2, the W two now. W two with AirPods sure. two. Yeah.
1: Um, with you know the the quick setup and then the fact that they're then paired to all your iCloud devices. Um, they're just they're they're wonderful.
0: How how have you used them? Or sorry, or sorry. Let, let me clarify. Are you using them in a non-workout context
1: yet? No, they're they're for they're for workouts. I'm I'm a big believer in having a set of headphones that are used for working out and nothing mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the only context they'll be they'll be used in.
0: Um, the one knock in in like in uh, early reviews that I've seen or complaints on Twitter is that um, in terms of pocketability, the case is fairly thick. But if they're but if they workout headphones, probably doesn't matter.
1: Right. It's definitely bigger than the AirPods case. But yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, they're in my gym bag, and you know, previously what I was doing was I was using one of those uh, Mophie uh, charging cases for my Powerbeats. Oh yeah, yeah. And the um, the Powerbeats Pro case is comparable in size to that. It's actually probably a little smaller. Hmm.
0: Hmm. That's uh. That's promising. Yeah. I assume you just got plain black.
1: That's the only color that's currently available. The other three colors are not coming out for like another month or so.
0: And they are two fifty. Yes. And you bought them online or at a retail store? Did you showroom?
1: <laughs> I didn't need to showroom because I knew I was going to love these. Um, so I I bought them online when they went on pre-sale like a couple weeks ago. Got it
0: also super interesting that if you search for powerbeats pro uh it goes to beatsbydre.com and not apple.com
1: yeah it, it's it, the beat stuff is still funny like even with like the packaging and stuff because like it, even like the setup instructions are very like apple focused but it, it's very it's very much not an apple product like even little things like uh, you know how if you buy an apple product that's got like the clear kind of protective stuff over the uh, box. Mm-hmm. It'll have like a little tab that you can pull that, that quickly yes. removes that. Yes. It's like the, the power beats pro didn't have that. And you had to like get a pair of scissors and like cut off that, um, exterior protector thing.
0: That's the real travesty. Yeah.
1: But it's just little things like that. It's, it's, it's beats is, is very much not like it's, it's still a kind of a separate brand.
0: Yeah, these look great. So they're, they're, so, they're
1: wonderful. I got a question
0: for you. So, how I I know the whole point is that they have a charging case and they charge in the thing, but I could be incorrectly recalling. What is the power plug on the case? A lightning. Hmm. Because I could have misread a hot take saying that it was still micro USB. No. It's okay. it's,
1: it's it's lightning, and it it comes That's with good. A, it comes with a a black lightning cable, which is kind of cool.
0: Oh, like you get with an iMac Pro.
1: That's right. neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, Apple um Magic Keyboard.
0: Only if you buy it with a Mac Pro, or only if you buy the fifty-dollar more expensive Space Gray version.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, I kind of like the like the the brownish green color of these. Yeah,
1: yeah I um, hmm. you know, I I kind of wanted them as soon as possible, and I didn't yeah. love any of the other colors, so the the plain black was fine with me. Um,
0: yeah, black is timeless.
1: Right. I mean, the the two things for me are the the wireless charging and the kind of effortless um, effortless kind of um, experience that is. Because even with that, like Mophie charging case, like plugging the headphones in with the, like the little mini USB cable was kind of fiddly.
0: And you have to like wrap up neatly the little cable that attaches it to. And when you put them on, you have to make sure it does it's not like warped so that it's not annoying you and like bouncing around. Right.
1: And like the AirPods, I love that you don't have to turn them on or off. You just take mm-hmm. them out of the case, and they're instantly on. You take them out of your ear, and they instantly turn off. And that the key thing, like the really big thing, is the one problem with the Powerbeats, which is, which is the same for any similar style headphone, is the thing that kind of messed up the fit, which you don't really even realize, I guess, until you start wearing something like the AirPods or these Powerbeats Pro, Is like ninety five percent of the reason they fall out of your ear or don't fit quite right is because of the cable they're attached to. Like you don't you don't realize it, but that tiny amount of like the drag, yeah, and then the drag, right? So like with the Powerbeats, what I would have to do with that cable is I would have to get it every time I put them on. Like I would have to get that like just right, otherwise, me like one of the headphones would keep falling out.
0: Yeah, or like the seal just isn't isn't good.
1: Exactly. So. Um with these, you know, obviously with there not being a cable, they they fit in a surprisingly snug way, just like the AirPods do. Like it just it does these make a little more sense because they've got the thing that go over your ear and they've got the, you know, different size um uh, ear tips and stuff. So there's there's a little bit more like logical fit <laughs> uh adjustments with these compared to the AirPods. But like the AirPods, they they fit in a way that only like truly wireless headphones can.
0: Uh, so so two things. So real time follow up. The the greenish brown color is called moss. And then second, uh, last thing, uh, question. I remember on the a lot of the Beats products, uh, especially, and I know for sure the the old Power Beats had it. Uh, they had LeBron sponsoring them, and they were on the box. Is there any? Is he on the box for these, or is there any sponsorship or uh, like endorsement on it?
1: He's not on the box, but I know he's he's had a pair of these for some time now.
0: So he still has a deal with beats in some way.
1: Yeah, oh definitely. Yeah. He's he's been seen in photos wearing these for like the last month or two. I think wow. like I don't know if him wearing them was like the first time people had seen them. I, I think that was in one of the iOS betas, like somebody uncovered a picture of them. But I think it was pretty shortly after that, yeah, LeBron was seen wearing them.
0: And I lied. One more question: Does the case charge wirelessly?
1: It does not. That 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 was actually why when you asked me about the charging port, I kind of gave a lukewarm answer with Lightning. Lightning's fine, but um, it would be kind of it would be kind of sweet if if they charge wirelessly too.
0: You didn't buy second gen AirPods, did you?
1: Not yet. Um, Do you been... think that matters? Well, so it, so it does for me only because. Um, the battery life on mine particularly when i'm using the microphone has gotten like really really bad like to the point where i can barely make it through like a 60 minute meeting so yeah but
0: but that would just be handled by getting new ones like i i guess like if it from day one do you actually like if battery life was constant do you think wireless charging actually matters
1: well, that part of the reason why I haven't gotten the new AirPods is because I'm still like on the fence about whether I'd want to just get the one with the charging case or whether I would get the one without the charging case. Because I don't, I don't really need them to charge wirelessly. Like I might be able to talk myself enough into the convenience of it, but, but the problem
0: is it's only forty
1: dollars. Well, that that's exactly that's that's the problem. So. <laughs> Um, it's not like a, it's not a super, super urgent thing, but, um, it is something I've been thinking about.
0: Yeah. Uh, does the next Apple, does the next Apple TV come with a Siri remote that charges wirelessly? No, I don't think Apple cares about the Siri remote. (laughs) I don't think Apple cares about Apple TV at all. I they, they want their services revenue. Okay, so I got two two specials in this. Will, this will be quick. Okay, so the first one, uh, well, these are both related to Infrastructure Week, but <clears throat> the first one, this is the second set of screwdrivers that I bought to do that Mac Mini RAM upgrade. And this is from our friends over at iFixit. And it's pretty great. I was being cheap the first uh, go around, but this is the one I should have bought in the first place. Um, these are extremely well-made, extremely well-labeled, it has every possible funky screwdriver I will ever need, so therefore I only have to buy this once like you've heard the dumb phrase uh uh buy like was it uh buy cheap buy twice or something right, yeah, I don't know what it is, but in this case, it was totally true. I bought the cheap one that did not have the screwdrivers I needed, and then i I was looking for like, okay, well fine, I'll buy another cheap version that has it, and every kit lacked the type of screwdriver I needed, like I needed a security t6 torque screwdriver and every single cheap kit would come with only like a t8 and a t10 in the security variant so apparently that is somewhat harder to make or something but this thing is well made and it's neatly organized and it's great so 30 bucks well well worth it
1: yeah this is nice i i when I had done that, Mac Mini Project had also bought a, a screw set from iFixit, which I bought alongside the kit that I needed to put that second hard drive in, and mm-hmm. I think I still have that kit. It's it's really, really well made. Yeah.
0: Oh, and the other part is that the little um, screwdriver tips are magnetic, where when you're dealing with tiny screws,
1: is the best. Yeah, that's nice.
0: Yeah. And then the last part is, uh, because I had to get rid of that Carly Fiorina printer, uh, do you know who wants a 10 year old 60 pound color laser printer? Nobody. So, <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely nobody like this is like, at least with a 10 year old or eight year old Herman Miller chair, I could unload that on Craigslist for a hundred bucks. But, um, yeah, the printer is not so much. So there's a place in, this is a very Marin centric pick, but there's a place called Renew Computers in Fe you might know it because it's right next to the tesla service center um
1: i would uh, i was actually yeah i i was gonna ask that question if that was yeah i I do know that place far far more than i'd like to because
0: i didn't know this place existed but like it's i'm like oh this is this is where the best buy and the sprouts is and uh yeah so it's it's there and then i turned my right i'm like oh shit hey there's there's a there's an odd lead even for marin there's a, a lot more tesla here than there normally are so that's what that was so yeah so they're a really cool company that uh does e-waste recycling they accept most stuff for free but they uh as most people probably would have figured out that nobody wants printers so they do charge five dollars to recycle printers but it was totally worth it that it wasn't going to go directly into a landfill and they were super nice and uh it was great so yeah for new computers in uh
1: sandra so one of the items I'm I'm looking at the the list of items they accept for free mm-hmm. and and one of them is VHS tapes but, but you're you limited do, to no more, more than, than 100 <laughs> no more than 100 per week I would I would I would have I would have a lot of questions about someone who's wanting to get rid of more than 100 VHS tapes a week but
0: well you have to make sure that the that you, well when the Disney Vault reopens and you can buy everything on Blu-ray you can get rid of all those uh, Little Mermaid and um, Lion King one and a half VHS tapes.
1: I think you mean when you can stream everything on Disney Plus.
0: Oh yes, well, that that day is when all the China will no longer take our Disney VHS. <laughs>